This episode of Nerd Cognito is brought to you by Postmortem Studios. We all know Postmortem Studios. That's Grim Jim, our good friend. I have a feeling that there's going to be a lot of Grim Jim today, but right now you should go and check out his excellent wares at post-mort.com. You can pick up some great stuff. Let me recommend Whitechester. It is a fantastic, undead, creepy, dark, wonderful city crawl that you can get that is from the mind of the one and the only Grim Jim. Again, go to post-mort.com and check out everything Jim has to offer. We're sure you're going to find something that's interesting for your table. Jim is a friend of the show. Jim is a pillar in the community. And, uh, you know, we got to support each other, so there's no better place to go. One more time, post-mort.com. Check out what Grim Jim has for your table. You're going to find something that you like. Now, on with the show. My goodness, what a week you have tuned into. Welcome to Nerd Cognito. My name is Ryan David. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, so I really had no clue what we were going to talk about this week. And uh, thanks to this week's sponsor and our good friend, Grim Jim, another, I don't want to say cataclysmic or, you know, I don't want it to be too verbose. But a pretty big deal article was dropped and then withdrawn, but it lives on in Internet archives. And I think it's a significant thing because it addresses some skeletons in the industry that nobody wants to talk about. And it's interesting, not only the skeletons that addresses, but the source and the angles of attack that are presented. So I'm, I'm going to quit babbling here and bring in my buddies. Hey, Bert, I know you're in the wings waiting. Hey, What's going on? Eh, not too much. It was a pretty good week up until this morning. Now I got a headache <laughs> <laughs> trying to make sense of this. That's because, you know, surprise, we always provide you with some good stuff. The other half of that we is Kyle. Hey, Kyle, what's going on? Well, this is another fine mess you've gotten me into. I didn't get us into anything <laughs> at all. Uh, I do know the man that did get us into it, and he is with us as well. Uh, a hearty welcome to our special guest co-host this week, uh, Mr. Grim Jim. Hey, Jim. Hi. It was me. I was the turkey the whole time. You, 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 you tagged me in this, and, you know, I've been emotionally out of commission this week so i've been trying to limit my social exposure and i saw that you did something and i thought it was just a laugh so i i dismissed it just in the notifications and then a couple hours later i was like holy shit yeah <laughs> um holy shit is right uh yeah kyle i mean i i, I pretty sure that what we're going to talk about is going to run us the course of this week um, you want to yeah. give folks the, the reader's digest headline of what this show is me. Yeah. Why not? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who, who better than the, than the village idiot. Okay. There's a uh, Dr. Cleo Weissman, Bell Weissman. Um, yeah, she has two article. last names. Hint, hint. Yeah. Um, she, uh, did a four year study into basically the TTRPG community. Um, 
and, use and, that word loosely. And, and, well, I was going to say very specifically, she did a study in the TTRPG community as we want to not be a part of it, right? We, we, we don't use that word because that word has been co-opted right. by a segment of the hobby. And it's a large segment. I acknowledge that. Yeah. Certainly larger than us. Um, but it, it definitely was a study of the community, comrade. But uh, go yeah. on. Go on. But it's a, it's an, it's an, it's a four-year academic study of online harassment. And uh, man, I just... <laughs> It's, it's, well, I mean, it's, what do you say? Right. I mean, if you, if you've read the article, which, which I highly suggest that people and we do, are going to article. post, we're going to post the, the direct link to the article, which is no longer available on the internet outside of internet archives, uh, right. in, in the show notes. So scroll down, look at the show notes and yeah, take to Tylenol before you read this thing. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's, it's complex. Yeah. It's, it's complex. It's complex. Um, but essentially it, it describes, um, some names in the hobby, some big names in the hobby and the extent that they have gone to, to basically harass somebody out of the hobby there. It's, it's about canceling. It's about cancel culture essentially is what it comes down to. Right. Jim, you want to fill in any blanks that you think on the summary for this one? Cause I know that you of all of us. Uh, in in addition to indirectly being mentioned in in the article, at least in my opinion, um, uh, you've experienced not only the behavior but also the individuals that are included in in this article. So, um, what's, yeah, what's what's your summary before we really dig in? <laughs> well, that's what kind of made it important to me um, was that I was kind of obliquely mentioned in it i'm the uh i'm the vile human being that's well, the like instigating that. event <laughs> <laughs> mentioned in the article um and yeah i've had direct experience with a lot of the people involved i think what's particularly interesting about this i think is this uh, dr weissman she is clearly on their side oh yeah um right and yet the behavior of this group because when it's talking about harassment you might think it's talking about me or ryan <laughs> or <laughs> you know, people like that but it's not it's talking about our um what you might loosely call the opposition i suppose the pillars of um, the community yeah the pillars of the community um the kind of people who are normally claiming harassment so that's what's interesting and you can feel the cognitive dissonance resonating off the screen in this woman's article um, because it's like she almost can't bring herself to believe what they've done, but they admit it on audio recordings, which fortunately we've also been able to recover from the article. And I've had a, at least two of the voices confirmed as sounding like the people they're supposed to be. So that lends it credibility as well. And they basically admit outright to lying about people, spreading misinformation, targeting people for harassment and cancellation because it feels good or, or to get some kind of leg up in their own career. And it, it's not like there's a lot of money in, in DRPGs anyway. <laughs> 
what's that saying that the fighting is so vicious because the stakes are so small originally <laughs> right. said about academia but right. <laughs> but it applies here yeah now, it's it's weird because on the surface if someone just tuned in mid-show and heard you know they're they're doing these things and canceling and harassing and spreading misinformation you would think that they are doing that to us or accusing us of doing it so it's weird that it's coming from that camp part of me secretly loves and i mean loves that they are eating their own and i love that this came into the daylight but i also loathe the fact that um it's a part of the hobby, you know. I think we all are going to have our differences with different people in the hobby. There is no, you know, no shame in my game. There are people that I get along with. There's people that I don't get along with on both sides of the hobby. There are people that should be an ally with me that we, we just, we're like oil and water, right? And And that happens. But one thing that I've never done is directly attack them or their work, right? And so the the fact that it comes out in this sort of manner and from what I think we can accurately say, and I'm not just going to say the left because we know Jim is a lefty, so we're going to turn you one day. Uh, but, right on, comrade. <laughs> but I think uh, the extreme... And reactionary left. I think that's a more fair term, right? The the progressive left um, in mm. the hobby is is doing the things that they supposedly abhor. So, Bert, you just got exposed to this for the first time this morning. And uh, again, we're going right. to go I into mean, some finer points of the hobby. But where are you sitting right now? <laughs> well, I mean initially reading over the article uh, i mean it's disturbing on a number of different levels thank you for the carrier pigeon that brought it to my shack by the way oh that, that one I, came uh, <laughs> all the way from outside of london <laughs> <laughs> but uh the um i mean the first thing that i think of is like all of us have had i think it's just the fan base has caused an explosion of something we've all had to deal with. It's the office backstabber, right? It's the guy who wants to get promoted past you in the office. Like all of us have had to deal with that on a, an intimate level, but it was just that one guy. The problem is when that one guy has a hundred thousand fans on the internet that are listening to everything he says, everything explodes. Is it, is it really though? Cause I am that office backstabber. Okay. <laughs> 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 I'm still not going to compromise people in this level. I'll compromise their work, but I can only work within the confines of what they provide me, right? If I am going to be the office backstabber, I have to have something tangible that I can point out and pick apart. And, uh, oh, this sounds horrible, but, uh, you know, use as a basis for my attacks in this case uh, there's no base and, and we'll see that okay i, I don't know i don't know maybe i'm yeah, not, just maybe made, i'm a shitty shit office up. backstabber they made <laughs> just, they just made they just made shit up right you don't you don't make yeah. shit up yeah i mean well that's the difference between you and i mean you've never had somebody say i know you ryan so i know that you've had to have somebody say a point that ryan is a creepy bastard or like you know just <laughs> hey now they generally how don't am i like gonna it. get a date if you're saying i'm a creepy bastard <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, Bert, no. I, I thought that conversation was confidential. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody has run into that where somebody says something that isn't true or turns something on their on their head. The problem is with so many the problem is once your voice spreads to you know thousands of years, it's not just your lie anymore. If people believe it's true, then right. it becomes a whole crusade against you. It, it, it takes on a life of its own. And then if you are in that camp, you, you can, you're in a position where you can't really for your own protection, deny it anymore. Right. You have to back, you have to keep perpetrating or perpetuating the lie. Right. So it's fascinating in the article, actually quite a lot of them, explicitly seem to hate the idea of asking for proof or evidence you know they, they actually out and out say that <laughs> in some of the right. the quotes that are pulled in the article yeah it's like oh, we, we shouldn't have to give evidence or you know we should be believed yeah it's that it's that whole listen and believe thing from they, 10 they years got the ago. rule yeah. yeah they got the rules changed on a subreddit right yeah to allow to, lying to allow lying essentially yeah well, let, let's, uh, and I'm sure we'll get into all of this because we are going yeah, sorry, to, I'm um, no, I, I just, I don't know. It's weird for me, right? Because the author of this article is a person that I inherently want to be completely unsympathetic towards, but I feel, I, like I said, I'm, I guess I'm getting weaker in my old age. I also think that <laughs> something that, that was uh, sort of missed by all of the folks that are being accused of stuff in this article is once you have a following, we'll call it right. Once you have a large enough following, don't you have a responsibility to sort of ramp things up? I think I do. And I think that that's really been in the front of my mind over the last year, specifically related to this show. When we had growth, it, look at the early days. Right. With me and Mikey or early me and Bert shows. I let a lot more fly out of my mouth back then than I would now because I have a responsibility to vet and provide at least reasonable information and very clearly outline when things are my opinion or my conjecture. And uh, that apparently is out the window here. Oh, yeah these same people often lecture people that they have to use their platforms responsibly and you know if you're not using your platform to promote the message <laughs> then you're being irresponsible because you're not using your platform um and a lot of these people are you know they've made their bones they've got their fame by making demands of other people and calling out other people for harassment and then you find out that this has been going on right all right, harassment. Yeah, it's I don't one like of those that they words. use that word. I, I really don't, well, and I thought we were going to talk about this, so I'm glad you well, went there. Yeah, it's one of those words that has become devalued because if you say harassment, it can mean anything from mildly disagreeing with someone on the internet to you know someone turning up at your door with a you know with a bloody chicken to mark pentagrams on it or something. Yeah, it it covers that whole gamut. So let's be explicit about what these people have done. They have gotten people blacklisted. They have gotten people fired. They have gotten people banned from conventions. Um, they have gotten products pulled from sales points. 
Uh, they have reduced people to destitution and penury. They have driven people out of the business entirely. Um, their harassment contributed to one of my suicide attempts. Not to bring the room down or anything, but I'm just trying to impress upon you it's how significant. Serious. It's not just calling names, right? Yeah, how how serious this actually is because to call it harassment in in the current sort of zeitgeist doesn't carry the impact that it should. Right. Yeah. Well, on that happy note, and by the way, thank you for bringing in the British five pound word. I usually bring my five dollar words. Um, <laughs> <laughs> see, I, I I have to I have to joke because if I don't. People are going to, you know, go to the store and buy a length of rope by the time they're done with this episode. And I don't want that to happen. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, you, you got to laugh a little or you're going to cry a lot, right? Well, let, let's get started. And the opening of the article alludes to what I was talking about, about how I don't want to like or defend this lady. Uh, I'm going to quote and I'm going to not. I'm going to do my best to not <laughs> editorialize too much here. And um, the article opens with, this is an article I found I had to write in the middle of my research for an academic study. And it is the kind of article where you need to state your credentials up front. I have a research-based degree from Oxford University's Center for Evidence-Based Social Intervention. Uh, okay, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. Um, I got my MSW at Smith College School for Social Work, and I have a doctorate from the University of Birmingham in the Department of Social Work, Psychology, and Criminology. For the purposes of this article, the category credentials also unfortunately needs to include the fact that I am a queer woman and a multiple assault survivor. So trigger warning, uh, really, uh, does, it, does it need to do that? Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. I don't think any of that is necessary. Sure, you went through your legitimate credentials. I don't need your bedroom credentials. I also don't need who got the pass and didn't get the pass into your puss. Anyway, I, I, I really don't want to like this woman from the lead of the article, but I'm sympathetic to her as I read the whole thing. She says, for the last year, I was afraid to publish this article for fear of retaliation. But cancer and a few other things that have happened to me have combined to make me say, fuck it, I'm going ahead. So she originally had trepidation about publishing this article. Um, she goes into some more background. I'm a psychotherapist. I'm a social research scientist. I've worked, and, and this pops up a couple of times in the article. Uh, again, I don't know if you might get a point on the check sheet if you're on their side of the aisle, but you know, I've worked with prisoners. I've worked in maximum security printer. I've worked with at risk youth. That's great. Did they play D and D that that's like where, where I'm at with it. Um, lastly, the last bit of the introduction after several months studying incel culture online, question mark. I decided I needed a break to do something less depressing, something with lower stakes, or at least a lower chance of being stalked and murdered in my bed. All right, lady. During the pandemic, I became interested in harassment in other online spaces 
and found a world about the right size to study on a small scale. Pen and paper role-playing games. You know, like Dungeons and Dragons. All right. So, before we get into the who said what, inherently, I hate this woman. Am I I wrong? Bert's going to tell me I'm wrong. Yes, I I am, Ryan. I think that I'm going to mention that you're wrong. I mean, if the intention of putting out this article is as a cautionary tale to people who are on, you know, in her segment of the hobby, as you like to call them, then she has to basically put up her bona fides that shows that she's in that segment of the hobby. So by mentioning these things, Uh she's telling people, yes, you know, I'm, I'm in your space. Listen to what I have to say, but it's a, it's a scholarly article. That's how it's being presented. At what point do you, do you straddle that? Or maybe am I so fucking out of touch with where university is now? Yeah, that could be that. I mean, look, this, this is the ritual you have to go through when you talk to people in these spaces. And it's also a way of preemptively defending yourself. Right. So, um, do you remember Indestructor Boy's video about Candela Obscura? Uh, how can right? I not? <laughs> so what's the very first thing he did at the beginning of that? He said he was worried, he was afraid, he gave his identifiers, and that's that's to defend and protect yourself. So I, I understand it. Sure, there's a lot of red flags to people like us, like sociology, <laughs> Not a real science. <laughs> it's not even science. Um, but you know the evidence. <laughs> yeah, the ev- the evidence is there in the article, though. So that yeah, it, you, it's not for us, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So I guess if I go and I were to meet these people, I would have to say, "Hi, I'm Ryan. I'm a cis white male. Yes, I was looking at your tits, and um, I want to eat a big fucking steak for dinner." Right. <laughs> that's the same thing it it sounds ridiculous coming out of my mouth but that's what i just read anyway all right um oh fuck this should be the speakeasy because i'm gonna need a drink when we're done with this (laughs) she does um no one sees you mainlining hoop tea on audio ryan so go ahead actually (laughs) actually It's still adjacent to my desk, and I know it's audio, but I am now holding up the can of hoop tea. Um, Jim, never buy hoop tea. Holy crap. Um, I'm sorry, but I think people from the UK take their tea a lot more seriously than that can, Ryan. (laughs) I wanted to like it. Uh, Anyway, for the... Back, back. But uh, again, we we need these interludes to to stay on on point. Um, She clarifies, every quote that you're about to read and every interview clip you're about to hear is from them, the harassers, a community of artists, game designers, and fans describing itself. So she, she opens up by saying a little bit of history, which I was actually surprised was in this article. You know, she says Arneson and Gygax created D&D. The hobby was originally, uh, and of course it has their spin on it, but it was originally for, you know, outcast men in their basements to find an outlet, which despite the dig 
culturally is reasonably accurate, I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I was I was that weird 11-year-old kid in his basement yeah. playing with the original Redbox, you know? She then, you know, continues to expound on how the internet happened, and then the hobby was able to spread into other cultures. Uh, I think what she fails to, to note is that the internet happened, and the hobby maintained its identity until what I would consider a recent within plus or minus the last seven years infiltration. But that's my editorial comment. Um, she continues, quote, when I, what I found out about how fandoms work, at least when they're at their worst, was strange and alarming enough and relevant enough to larger issues about how we handle relationships and information in 2024 to convince me that rather than just seeking out typos and making graphs until I was able to publish a study that sits quietly in university databases with my other papers, I should stop and put together an article for the general public. What it tells me is, here's how I read this, that, that what you just said, what you just quoted, that she was doing this research study and she found this her conclusions were becoming so troublesome that she felt like she had to tell people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm on board again. I don't want to be, I, I don't <laughs> want to be either, Ryan, but I mean, her, but I'm on board. I'm on board with that statement. She couldn't, she couldn't in good conscience, not say anything. Yikes. Having just escaped the world of incel culture again, please, please, Every, every time I give her a thumbs up, she makes me want to stick it in her eye. <laughs> <laughs> Having just escaped the world of install, incel culture, blah, 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 shitty messages on Twitter, I blah, 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 blah. Um, she moves into this thing. She interviewed harassers, as she calls them, and I think that we have to realize that Moving forward in today's episode, when we use the term harassers or harassment, we have to always put it in the context that Jim put to light at the front of the show. That term harassment is a bad term. It's a misnomer to be used right here. Uh, victims, bystanders, and experts of the industry. Jim, did you get a phone call? I did not. Oh, interesting. Um, here are some of the quotes. Uh, there is an anonymous one that she opens with. I don't know if in the recordings they were able to identify who this anonymous person is or speculate who this might be. Jim? I haven't had the anons confirmed. I have my personal suspicions as to who Anon A is, but I don't want to be sued. Fair enough. All right. So we're going to leave it at anonymous A. Um, who is, and we're talking major players in, in the industry. Just to throw out some of the other names in the articles, Jim, give them the laundry list. Mike Mills, Peter Atkinson, uh, Olivia Hill, Philomena Young, Shu Skogan, uh, Patrick Stewart, not that one. Um, <laughs> there, there, there's, a, I, there's a lot. I can't okay. remember them all. So Anonymous Monty, A. Monty Cook comes up. Yeah, we're, we're going to assume yeah. that Anonymous A is in that category of designer, right? These are as close as you can get to the top in the independent design world. Some 
beyond the independent design worlds, specifically I'm relating to Merle's, right, with uh, Wizards in 5th edition. Um, so big dudes and dudettes and former dudes that are now dudettes. Quote number one. This one's going to make my head explode because clearly they don't have a grasp of language. <clears throat> it's so easy and like, you know, it feels good. Like the horrible thing that people don't like to admit is that fucking being justified and getting stuck in it, it feels good. You know, like it's like you're some sort of like you're charged with some sort of a uh, duty like to remove the bad person or whatever. And like, you know, anyone who says that doesn't feel good's fucking lying. So she opens with, it is not a moral responsibility, which is what we're always told, right? Cancel culture. It's a moral responsibility. We're doing, we're doing the correct thing. You know, we're, we're doing this for everybody else. We're doing this for the common good. No, 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 no. She opens with a quote that says, we openly embrace, attack, and cancel because it's ego. Yeah, because it feels good, it, not because of principle or anything else. Right. Thanks, Ryan, for making me realize I use way too many filler words by reading that sentence aloud. It sounded like <laughs> me sometimes. <laughs> Bert. It's like, you know, Bert, like um like when you when you when you really like something and then you like it even more later, like you know, like you know what I mean? Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well but moment, moment of levity, you know, it did strike me how inarticulate and how verbally a lot of these people were, like enormous run on sentences. They're writers, Jim. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> this is atrocious. I'm, I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> this is this is atrocious. Chat GPT is more coherent than this. Anyway. Um, yeah. That's why it's taking our jobs. Uh, <laughs> like, it's the same reason, like, you know, young men fighting or whatever. Like, it feels good to get stuck in. And like, if you're doing it and you've, you're justified, so many dudes are just waiting for that, you know? Anon A is a fucking imbecile. <laughs> I mean, and I think I know who Anon A is based on the young men fighting line. And that's, that was a tell for me. But like Jim said, I don't want to get sued. Yeah. Uh, so they, I'm not they do sound British, if uh, that helps. Uh, <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> um, continuing down this rabbit hole of sadness, uh, we move to Brian Yashka uh, as an RPG writer and harasser, according to the article, uh, that includes uh, credits to Pathfinder, Morkborg. Here we go. This is a direct quote. There's a lot of vitriol in this goddamn room to the point that, like, if I were a much heavier person, like, Jesus Christ, continuing the quote, <laughs> there's a lot of fucking industrial blackmail material from it. Because most of these people, all they do in there is shit talk other people I've worked with. All right, I'm going to pause. I'm going to give it a pass. That's being a human being. Hmm. That's being a human being. So, so far, Yashka is not on my radar. And it's just like, I mean, you know, it's a toxic environment. I've definitely contributed to that. 
this sounds like, like, uh, <laughs> this sounds as if a um, lefty is trying to tell someone what they want to hear to me. This does not sound damning to me. I'm willing to give the pass on this one to Yashka. I mean, I guess it depends on how far it goes. I mean, if I tell Kyle that Ryan's an asshole, well, that's us, you know, just talking about Ryan. If I tell 10,000 followers on Twitter that Ryan's an asshole, that's a different thing entirely. No, that happens yeah. at least twice a year. <laughs> well, I mean, in well, this case, it's true. But if I lie and say Ryan's an asshole to 10,000 people I on Twitter. I don't think calling Ryan an asshole would be the problem. The problem would be if you went a step further, like these people have, and you said, Ryan's an asshole because he drowns puppies. Oh. Right? Yeah. See, I'm okay with the asshole part. You had to drown the puppies, Jim? <laughs> well, <laughs> but, yeah, but as I, far I, as I know, you don't drown puppies. Right, no. But that's the point. <laughs> Yashka's quote... I think is being used as leverage um, because uh, especially when we see what, what happens further in the article, <laughs> um, this is the equivalent of Ryan's an asshole. He's saying we're all assholes. You know, we're, it could be, we're busting balls. We're being toxic. We're just trying to one up each other. I, I don't know. Um, moving down to the next exposed quote is Fiona Geist. Uh, mothership is is uh, her big work and uh, Troika, which I'm not familiar with, but I know some people really liked it. Um, mm. and, and, and and a you guys lot of people really like a lot of people really like Mothership too, and I think you can develop independently for Mothership. So it's you know if you take on bridge at these people. Don't don't necessarily avoid these games, right? No, no. It, 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 I've read through Mothership. I don't have a problem with it from a game standpoint at all. Um, like I said, Troika. I don't know. Um, this is this is Fiona's quote. Look, most of these people are used to fucking hate mobbing. Like, I'm not trying to say it's right. I'm just saying that if you're under the age of 25, your primary experience of the internet has been akin to a schoolyard fight in which someone rings a bell and says, like, if you're a leftist, get over here. And if you're interpolated by that, you run over there. Okay, not a damning statement. That's pretty accurate, I think. Um, One of the reasons I don't have a platform or media presence. <laughs> That's See, that particular quote really interested me because... That's not my experience of the internet growing up. And maybe that's part of the generational shift. For me, growing up in, in rural England, you know, the access to the internet was huge. Uh, suddenly I had access to communities of like-minded people and it brought everyone together in some wonderful ways. It didn't set them apart as tribes. Well... I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I think it's a generational thing. It really is. Mm. Um, everybody knows that my day job is in the software industry, right? Um, an astounding number of Zoomers, and I'm not bagging on them. I am saying from my experience and uh, understanding, an astounding number of Zoomers don't know 
how things work, even Zoomers within the tech industry. Like, they can't troubleshoot their own PC because it's just always been there. So for us, we saw and lived without it. We saw the mainstream adoption of the Internet, and then we saw where it's at today. For them, this might be all they know. And that Zoomer culture, all they know is the Kardashians. All they know is reality-based TV. All they know is that their teen mom watched teen mom. I, uh, and yeah. I'm, date, I'm dating myself because I'm over the age of 25, but there have always been those toxic uh, elements on the internet, you know, flame wars and IRC chat rooms and hate rooms. And when did guys screaming at each other on the internet become like a movement for people to follow or for people to join? Controversy creates clicks. There's no doubt. And now clicks can be monetized where they couldn't before. Sorry, Jim. That's all right. I think I think the difference is the cloak of righteousness that they have, mm. you know, drawn onto their shoulders. Now you can troll and harass people for a cause, and that's mm. important. And what you're doing is important. You're not just being an arsehole online. You're being an arsehole for a reason. <laughs> it justifies your at, your 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 hatred, I guess. I don't know. Um, yeah, there's um, there's a famous author who I won't name, who I used to follow and be quite quite keen on, and then I realised that he was an asshole. He was just being an asshole to the right people, and that right? works. And, and and I had a blind spot about that, um, and then I figured it out, and I'm like, oh my god, this guy's an asshole. I'll say it on <laughs> yeah. a bigger scale that's not going to be harmful. Stephen King. I love Stephen King until I discovered who he was as a person. <laughs> so um, next harasser is Anon B, who I don't think I have pegged who this is. Um, no, I have no idea who that is. I, so this this is this is just someone that I assume is in this same tier of developer, but I. I I legitimately can't figure out who a non-B is. Quote, conflict is common because, um, right, like, on some level, and we don't all like admitting to this. A lot of our ideological conflicts are over resources, and we don't like talking about that because, really, the reason that a lot of us think that certain people are bad is that they make money that we think should be in our pocket. It's not the most noble reason. Uh, again, I think that's a a fair assessment. Yeah, greed is it, good. What's it's it's blatant. It's out there. They're just saying it. You know, uh, Jim. I am sure that yeah. Whitechester has made way more money than Greenhaven. I don't hate you because of that. Ah, oh, there's so many other reasons. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we're not talking about that today. <laughs> it's business, business capitalism you're yeah, in an it, industry it, to sell books people okay, are going yeah. to outsell you yeah and, and you're right ryan except that here's an admission that they're using their ideology to mask that but yeah, why right? just say hey i want you to buy my fucking book i don't i don't get it well because because it's all social capital right so 
you, you asked earlier why she gave all her irrelevant credentials at the beginning of the article. Is this part of the this same thing? This is more thing? of it, right. Yeah, by from me, I'm a queer, black, trans, lesbian in a wheelchair, and also I fight against these horrible people. Look at this horrible person. Oh, they, they attacked me back. Buy my stuff. It, it's marketing through identity. Sympathy. And sympathy, yeah. <sighs> Maybe it's almost putting a political, um, like it's a, think of it like a political smear campaign, you know, vote for me because that guy's an asshole and wants to like uh burn all your money and dance around naked, yeah, and like, yeah, sell your Brown cars puppies. to the yeah, killing puppies. <laughs> like, it's if you think of it more like almost like political ads, like old smear ads or mudslinging, than it is real business, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's a it's a rainbow Starbucks cup, except the Starbucks cup is a RPG where you slowly turn into a horse. Oh, oh no! No, it's a horse girl reference. No, Bert, Mama. Bert, get your marker. Get your marker. Oh no! <laughs> I liked horses before that. Yeah. Next up. I, I I'm not even I'm not even selling it. I'm no selling the horse girl. <laughs> um because now we're getting into into the the meteor comments and you know, I think we should go to some of the the beefier comments and then take a little pause and have some levity and take a look at, at, at what did happen in the news this week. Um and then we're going to come back around talk about the really heavy stuff and i'm going to uh, start to lean on jim because i think his perspective is going to really be valuable at that point um geist continues only in this quote she's going after jim raggy right uh lamentations of the flame princess um i don't know why uh out of all of the things it seems like uh lamentations drew the most heat uh, would you agree with that statement, guys? Yeah. 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 From, uh, I, from the article, yeah. I basically say, like, look, in three years, I'm going to buy Jim's fucking, and she's referring to Lamentations, fucking estate off of him for pennies on the dollar in bankruptcy court, simply as a way to spite him. And you're going to be wondering why the fuck you've supported him right now. Which I will also admit reads as a threat because to a degree it was intended as one. Well, A, I hate, hate to tell her, but I think Lamentations is still doing just fine. <laughs> and B, now we're getting into the part where these folks are, are, are tipping their hands and saying, now, you know, we don't like all of these mean people, but we are really the mean girls and guys mostly girls philosophically not going there <laughs> well it's um i think lamentations of the flame princess comes up so prominently because the basically the last half of the article who becomes the focus right. of the article and because of their relationship and i'm and actually these, and these yeah, and these quotes are centered on Lamentations of the Flame Princess and, and James because of his connection to the person that comes. And that later. person is Zach Smith. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to put it out there because we're going through the article, so people need a point of reference. Um, the article is very sympathetic to Zach, in my opinion. 
Um, I don't know why or or what the motivation might be there. Um, I'm kind of looking past all of the Zach forgiveness and just looking at this in a bigger perspective. I don't know if that's how you guys read this article. I don't know that it's so much forgiveness of the guy as it, as it just is exoneration. Yeah. Hey, look, you know, we've got admission that. Yeah. Forgiveness was the wrong word, right? For sure. Yeah. That this, yeah, that this stuff didn't happen in some ways. It's a pity that it focuses on Zach because that's, part of what's being used as an excuse to suppress the article. He is a good case study, which is what she explicitly says in the article, um, precisely because he is so pedantic that he keeps records and screenshots of everything. And once she talked to Zach, I'm fairly sure he he has a kind of gravity to him. So once she was talking to him, he will have been so verbose. He would have given her so much material and he will have been able to back it up that I think that's what made her focus on him. But in many ways, it's a shame because loads of people don't like Zach, which has nothing to do with whether he's actually done anything wrong or not. He is an asshole, right? As we were discussing earlier, but people right. can but be assholes. But he is a legally vindicated asshole, right? From yeah. one asshole yeah. to another. <laughs> I mean, at this point, he's an asshole, but all the puppies are fine. Right. Yeah. No puppies were harmed in, in Zach's career, so far as I know. Last thing to leave echoing in the back of your mind before we hit the news is from... The other Patrick Stewart, uh, who was a consultant on Mork Borg, uh, is a very poignant one-sentence quote that sums up where they're at. Cancel or be canceled is the only law. So you guys think about that while we take a little breather for ourselves here with... Yeah, it's time. Oh, I gotta shift gears. I don't know if I can make a joke during the news here after reading all of this stuff. Hopefully What's the a- news is a little lighter this week, Ryan. Well, uh, the, our opening story, I don't know if I would call it light. It's certainly a big, heavy beast. Uh, hey, Bert. Do you like Tarasks? Um, yeah, I mean... What's not to like? It's a monster of legend. It's a horrible creature. I fought a few in my time. Do you know how how Tarasks are created? There's only one at a time, as far as I know, according to lore. There is only one if you go, like, by the book, right? And, and, and do you know who has to pop those Tarasks into worlds? I assume they were, you know, created by a god or something. There right? you go. Uh, Do you ever see a baby Tarask? No. <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> Did you ever Jimmy, see? A- do you like Do you like gladiator movies? <laughs> oh, uh, did you ever notice? Depends on the movie. How sexy a Tarask can be? Uh, no, no, a giant shelled reptilian monster, not. Not my cup of tea. Well, no shame if it is yours, but not mine. If you are wondering, a upcoming D and D live stream is going to take place inside the vagina of a Tarask. Big pardon. 
giant turtle puss. Uh, I don't understand. You're speaking words, but they're not registered. Yeah. All right. Uh, it's the it's Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> the oh, Vagina Gamera. Museum. <laughs> hey, Gamera, I liked better than Godzilla back in the day. When I was a kid, uh, Gamera uh, was my jam. Um, yeah. The Vagina the Museum, located in the United Kingdom. Jim, what are you fucking people doing over there? <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was in Holland. They've got uh, one in Holland. Do they also have one in Holland? Um, yeah, and a penis museum. Oh, uh, the this at least the one that is sponsoring this project is in East London. Um, I don't know. It's they claim to be the fir- world's first brick and mortar museum dedicated to vaginas, vulja, vulgas. I, I look. I'm sp- the splitting words together. Vulvas and the gynecological anatomy. So the vagina museum which is also a progressive um, social justice sort of uh, institution, is going to be running a money-raising, question mark, one-shot called Clinical Hits. (laughs) Puns. This... You know, I've talked to a couple of people since this story broke, and I actually think that 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 we were the one that brought it to light to our corner of the hobby this time, which is which is hooray for us. Um, uh, shout out to Mia on the Nerd Cognito Twitter for actually finding this story while I was digging my own grave. Um, so this is your claim to fame, Ryan. This is what you're going to claim credit for. I, I brought this to the hobby. Well, I brought no, oh. no, 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 no. We brought awareness of this. <laughs> right, right. But it's something. It's like it's something you're proud of. <laughs> uh, when there's stupidity and you're trying to normalize deviance, I, 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 I kind of think that shining a light on it isn't a bad thing. It's just stupid. This is just dumb. It's fucking dumb. I got. I. I still. I. I didn't have words for comment on the speakeasy. I didn't have words for comment <laughs> on Twitter. I still don't have words for comments. This is lunacy, just for the sake of having vagina in a headline, so that your fundraiser hopefully tickles the clit of the right f- group. Kyle, do you have anything more that has well, given you great inspiration since we last talked about this? <laughs> no, I mean it's 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 a it's one of those things where you you hear about it, you read the you, you read the story, you hear it and you and you're like Yeah, we silence, can't see right? you, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean well it's silence, right? There's just I mean, what do you say to that? Jim, as someone that frequently includes vagina in his game <laughs> and yes. uh if you if you're not aware and you're looking for a little adult release definitely check out uh jim's stream table topless he is the gm for some sexy guys and gals that like to spice up their game in an adult manner i have no issue with that i have an issue with the 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 Tarask vagina, where do you fall on this one? Because you're, I, I, yeah, I, I don't feel that I'm on safe ground to criticize, really, because of everything you you just said. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but I do have two main criticisms. One, 
I don't think Tarasks reproduce naturally. They do so not. They why, do not. Why would they have genitals? It doesn't make any sense. And two, it's a giant lizard. So it wouldn't have a vagina. It would have a cloaca. And I think that those two are the most reasonable statements that I've heard regarding this story. So, uh, Bert, you ready to go in the Tarask Love Tunnel? No. Next news story. <laughs> you know, normally I would give you shit, but I'm not going to argue. With that. Uh, <clears throat> let's pivot. Talk about some board games here. Uh, okay. We all know Cool Mini or not. Come on. Uh maker of some fantastic games including the zombicide line uh everything that they have has ridiculous over-the-top overpriced kickstarter miniatures right um well mythic games has failed to deliver two of their major kickstarters going all the way back to 2021. And we talked about their failure on, on these two, the most recent being Hell, The Last Saga. Uh, Mythic has now acknowledged that these games were excessively difficult, if not impossible, to complete based on their means, and they have sold the IPs to Cool Mini or not. What this huh. means is... They're going to be able to take all of that development. They have the expertise and the infrastructure to produce shit tons of miniatures, obviously. Uh, they got free or close to free games because Mythic Studios is no more. Uh, cool Mini or not, and they don't like that anymore. They want to be Come On. You know, it's like KFC. It's no longer Kentucky Fried Chicken. Uh, come On says that they are surprisingly committing to providing a free copy of the games to the pledge backers on Kickstarters. Well, that's pretty generous for somebody who just took over an IP. Yes. So, Come On gets a lot of shit because of their pricing and because of using Kickstarter as a retail front. Right? Right. I'm going to give them credit on this one. That is the right thing to do. They've also well, said... I, oh, go, go, yep, go. I, I, I hate to piss in your Wheaties, Ryan. Yeah. Um, because you're so rarely nice to anybody. Um, I used to be heavily into Palo Parente's Dust Tactics and that. Okay. And one of the projects that they took on was uh, Anastia. Yes. Which was his fantasy game. That, was, that, the, that, that was the other one. That is the first one that they bought the license to and that they're fulfilling, that they said they're committed to fulfilling. Except they're not. Uh-oh. Not quite. So, uh -oh. because I'm in those, because I'm in those communities, right? people are absolutely apoplectic, because some of them went all in on their pledges for Anastir, and that was supposed to be a whole bunch of extras on top. All Simon has said that they're going to do is provide starter sets. None of the add-ons, none of the extras. If you did a big pledge, you can get multiple starter sets, as I understand it. But that's all. So. It's better than many people could have expected, but it's not what people pledged. But it's also not Command's problem. True. Right? I don't know. I I get people are irritated. If you're all in 300, 400 bucks on a big set, but you're also all in on Kickstarter where there is inherent risk. So I don't know. And especially with Hell... They knew that Anastir was not fulfilled. 
and people still pledged it. Uh, I, I I feel you. Are are you in on the Anastir pledge, Jim? I I was not because there were all kinds of shenanigans around dust as well. So yeah, it went through multiple owners and, yeah. and so on. So yeah, I did not. Well, they are saying that it's not going to be anytime soon, no matter what. So make of it what you will. They are going to fulfill. Now, Jim gave me a little more info than than this article did. The starter sets, uh, but both of the games are quote in no way near completion. So that's pretty pretty uh, pretty ballsy. Uh, and this is the same thought that we had when we talked about it before. You know, we're going to start our second Kickstarter hopefully to raise the money to fulfill the first one. <laughs> so um, it sucks. It sucks. But the light at the end of the tunnel is you're getting something. And uh, hopefully if you eventually. have eventually something someday, something someday is better than nothing. You know what you feel like when you come home from the casino and you're couple hundred or a couple thousand short that sucks that's a terrible feeling even if you're prepared to lose it these folks weren't prepared to lose it so uh look it's the gambler in me that's maybe given me the, the the justification for them uh anybody playing pokemon with guns <laughs> yes you are I am. believe it or not ryan i've heard of this you're talking about pal world i am talking about pal world uh i'm not playing pokemon with guns I'm jim tell either, the world what pal world is it's a survival crafting game with knockoff pokemon with guns it's <laughs> arc but more accessible oh i never thought of equating it to arc because it is it is very open world survival too um uh, it's third person, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, you think it's going to last? <laughs> I mean, it's it's a fad right now, but um, it's in sort of early slash pre-release mode. Right. But it's, it's playable and it's fun already. A bit more polish. It could be something really, really special. But there's a lot of competition in the space. So Now, yeah, I mean- Nintendo is investigating legal options at this point uh, because of the ties. But Pal World is insisting that the game is on solid legal footing. So, I don't know. Maybe maybe I should try out Pokemon with guns. Bert? Even out here in the woods, I I know a few people who are interested in the game. I mean, do I think it's going to last? I don't know. Could be another fad. Could be the next Pokemon. How do we know? Could be the next Nintendo takedown. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know that there are some striking similarities. You know, you use Pokeballs to catch your Pokemon. You use Pal Spheres to, to to catch your 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 pals because they're called pals, right? Um, a lot of the pals character designs invoke some Pokemon feels. Um, I just didn't have, I guess, a desire to jump in. And, and and look at something like this. Also, I haven't had time. Uh, right, my my real life has been monopolizing a lot of my time. So maybe maybe I'll like it. I very much outgrew Pokemon. I was all into Pokemon when it first launched with the cards back in the day and the the original games. But I've since uh, moved past this. And my little dude, 
while he likes Pokemon, he really likes just collecting the cards. He has no concept <laughs> that there is a game involved in those cards. <laughs> so uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, Kyle, can I interest you in a not Eevee? No. 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 So, yeah, I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. That you're probably still in the Tarrasque vagina somewhere. <laughs> Like throwing a hot dog down a hallway. It sure is. <laughs> it's a big fucking hallway. <laughs> uh, last thing is also a video game. Uh, you know my love for the Baldur's Gate 3 community. Yeah. yeah, well, they, they love you back. They, they, they do. <laughs> I, I, I did my semi-monthly block list check since the last mm -hmm. Baldur's Gate post went up, and I snagged four more lists that I was added to on Twitter, which is so easy to get off of, because all you got to do is block and unblock the list, the, the creator of the list, and, and then it removes you from the list. But uh, no, I, I picked up three more. Um, the, the most, the most uh, interesting one I was on was BG3 Nazis to Avoid. <laughs> <laughs> so um was i on there i bet i was on there uh, check your lists check your lists i, I do it periodically okay. just to laugh at the names of the lists that in alone never. is is, okay. is worth the price of admission never looked at lists never once yeah i'm i'm nowhere uh, i'm nowhere so hopefully i'm not on any lists well there's a call now from the furry community that they need some more representation in Baldur's gate three in, what you uh, got the bear you got the bear <laughs> uh, there's not enough they've you created the a subclass called the necomancer as in cat and they are petitioning for it to be included into the game uh the necomancer doesn't just keep felines around for cuddles they can be stealthy assassins as well as soft and gentle lovers <laughs> Okay. Uh, I mean, whatever. Of course, cat puns are aplenty. And, um, I don't know. What the fuck is happening with this game? <laughs> <laughs> These people are fucking insane. Does anyone yeah. remember the Richard Bay show? Mm, vaguely crickets do you do you bert vaguely yeah i remember I, I i recall there was a richard bay show i didn't watch it very much and, and jim's like i don't know what the fuck you yankees are talking about <laughs> um the, jim American richard television. bay was jerry springer trash talk show before jerry springer only Never richard bay it. did not have any pretensions about the fact that he was shit tv so they would bring out mud pits. They had, you know, spinning wheels uh, to determine how you were going to torture your infidelitous partner. <laughs> um, it was a absolute train wreck of a show. Uh, and it was beautiful. But Richard Bay's tagline <laughs> was he would step aside, break the fourth wall, stare into the camera and say, where do they find these people? Uh, that's what I feel like when I read anything about the community of Baldur's Gate 3. But that gentleman is our news for this week. Uh, 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 
See, I made you want to play two video games and fuck a turtle. <laughs> yeah. Ryan, John. Ryan, Ryan. Uh, let's get ready to get back into this, uh, the deeper end of the pool with the article. Because now we've established what's going on, who's doing it, and why they feel that they should do it. Let's talk about who they're doing it to. A good section of the the middle, right, the abdomen of this, this article, uh, goes through and chronicles the trials and tribulations. And I say trials, meaning multiple things, with, with, with Zach Smith. Now, the article is very defensive, as it should be, because, you know, Zach, we've said it before, he, he, he rubs some people the wrong way, most people the wrong way. But he legitimately was able to defend that, you know, there was some shenanigans going on. And his story is very well documented, both online and through legal channels. So I don't want to really dig into the Zach attack. What I want to look at is how these attacks manifest and are received by others in the hobby. And there is good fortune that Jim is with us today because, you know, hey, hey, Jim, I don't want this to be your legacy, but you're the granddaddy of RPG cancel culture. <laughs> and, you're, yeah, you're, and, and in my opinion, you still popped up in this article. So um, I'm going to toss it to you to talk about how these things come to light. And maybe, you know, we'll talk about some of the other examples in the article uh, but also what we need to sort of be aware of that this article presented for the, and what the average RPG fan, you know, someone that's not in the design community needs to know. Oh God, where to start? Um, okay. So the, the mention of me in this article was because back in the days of, of Google plus and in, in times of your, um, I was, uh, mid one of my earlier cancellations and <laughs> someone started, uh, spreading the rumor that I had been making rape threats against my critics. Right. Now, the irony of this was that I was getting threats of violence and rape against me and my partner, uh, because of a blog post I wrote in 2012, 2013. So that's that's when this was mostly going off. Um, like you, I don't want to get too hung up on on Zach because he's rather litigious. Um, but he actually came to my defense then and said, "Have you got any proof of this accusation? It's a really serious accusation. What's going on? You know, can you can you prove to me that he did this?" Um, and then someone else, unfortunately, whose name I've forgotten, they are mentioned in the article actually bothered to check and couldn't find anything that implicated me in doing any such thing. Um, and so people began to recant and admit they were wrong, except for some people who, who didn't and wouldn't, of course. Um, and that put Zach even more firmly in their sights than he, than he had been before. So that's how I kind of directly relate to this. But there are other people mentioned in the article and I think today if that rumor was started about me and it hadn't happened back then 
I don't think there would be any stopping it this time. There sure as shit because- would, Jim. Just as an aside, stepping outside of this article, we would fucking crowdfund a legal fund for you. I would. I would. Absolutely. Um, anyway, back to the article. People are more open to that. Back then, if you were crowdfunding, you were crowdfunding a specific product, startup, or a business. Yeah. Now, yeah. you can crowdfund a cause. And hmm, yeah, I'm not well, an attorney, okay. but I dropped out of law school. So uh, <laughs> I could even get the ball rolling until we got to the point where we needed to be in front of a judge. So anyway, yeah, whatever. Okay, well, I think it would be more difficult, at least. It would. Uh, in this instance, a lot of people back down. You know, a few people would never admit that they were wrong. Um, evidence back then actually seemed to matter a little bit, and it doesn't really anymore, at least in the online social sphere. And that's really how it starts. It's it's rumors, or they don't like your tone, or you you have an argument with them over something. Um, and then the whisper networks start, and then you can't see what's going on. But behind the scenes, as is made apparent in this article, they're deciding we're going to go after this person, we're going to hit them with, with this. They even workshop ideas in their, in their little groups of how best to attack people. Yep. Um, then they start going to your business contacts, and your friends, um, and they will say to your business contacts, oh, do you really want to be associated with this person? They did X, Y, or Z, or they hold X, Y, and Z wrong opinions. And most people are cowards, or they have families, and they rely on their job, you know, to, to feed them and everything else. And so most people will take fright at whatever accusation is made. And that makes the whispers and so on seem more credible. And so they, they build up steam, they build up speed. They will go to people following you on social media and they will say to them, you know, you're following this person. Did you know X, Y, Z about them? And that's a common tactic right. because uh, totally unrelated to this article, uh, I and the Nerd Cognito accounts uh, had followed, you know, some person they were a big second amendment person they were a trans person um but they were very conservative and they just had interesting takes right um it turns out that over the last week allegedly they were busted for child porn now there's no direct link that this person and this arrest is there everything is circumstantial but there were not less than 20 or 30 different very low-level Twitter accounts that came on to a thread where I made a comment years ago to this person. Like, I don't regularly interact with them and said, you know, my comment was like, oh, well, I want to be your friend because you're not falling into this normal box. And then they're like, are you sure you want to be their friend? And then they would link the article of the arrest. So that is a yeah. textbook 101 tactic for cancellation, period. And, and yeah. you know, just at least they admitted, <laughs> to, I guess, to the and wrong it, person because it got published. But we'll yeah. talk about the, it, the published status at the end here. Yeah, it, it is very isolating that. Um, 
so like I'm friends with Team Phoenix still, despite everything. Sure. But you know, they they went to her about me and basically bullied her into unfollowing me on on social media. Uh, of course, later they would turn around and cancel her, despite her bending over backwards to everything they wanted. Um, yeah, it's it's just so vicious and underhanded and nasty, and there is no way to really effectively fight against it, which was the sort of final aspect here I, I wanted to get onto. <laughs> Once the accusation is made, you know, protesting mm. your innocence is seen as confirming what they're saying. Not mm -hmm. protesting your in your innocence is taken as proving what they're saying, or he can't even defend himself. And the major driver is this fear, because no one else wants to get the same treatment you have. So, you know, I've had to work pseudonymously because people don't want to be associated with my name, don't want to appear with their name next to mine on work. I haven't done anything, <laughs> you know? But it doesn't matter. I've got this reputation because of these people egregiously lying. And there's just there's just no recourse. Um, I know we're trying to avoid mentioning Zach, but you know he has taken these people to court, and he has won, right, multiple times. Correct. But he is essentially homeless on food stamps. He's got no work, no work in the RPG industry, no work in the art industry. He's you know he's essentially destitute. And, um, and so winning in court meant nothing. He did get settlements. Like in the article, they referenced, I paid a cash settlement to Zach. So, um, yeah, but there's no real punishment there either. So, um, Etin, the guy with the, I think it's Polish last name. You know, he had to, he had to pay out Paul something. I can never pronounce it. <laughs> uh, he had to pay out to Zach. But what actually happened was that the you were talking about crowdfunding. The internet paid his money. Uh. So so Etin was not out of pocket at all um, when it comes to money. I know the meaning of out of pocket has changed annoyingly. Right. Um, <laughs> Us old guys kids. still are there, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the same thing happened with, uh, I think, Vivka Gray, is it? That was another person involved. Uh, he won against her, but she didn't end up. Yeah, it, there is no recourse. Um, and I'm not too hopeful that this is going to end up making the kind of change that we need because it needs to be a cultural change. People need to be braver. People need to demand evidence um, for accusations. People need to treat people as, as innocent until proven guilty. And I don't see that changing. I, I don't want these people to, to suffer the, the way I and other people have anyway. I don't want anyone to suffer that, even the people who are responsible for it. Maybe that's stupid. I don't know. But, I mean, I think everyone deserves a chance to be better. You I know, think apologize. that, though, if, if someone needs to have some real accountability for what they've done, right? I say stupid shit on the Internet every week. I don't say stupid shit on the Internet that's going to hurt somebody. And, and I mm. think that that's the difference. If you're going to say stupid shit on the internet that hurts somebody, there has to be a level of accountability. Now, does that mean that I am calling for your cancellation? Absolutely not. But people need to be aware of the things that you have done in the past, right? 
Past behavior is the best predictor of future behavior. And it's ironic, isn't it? These people often talk about consequences. Or like, oh, it's not censorship; it's just consequences. Those those sorts of things, and yet they never really face any consequences for the I, things they. I done. did not know that the settlements were crowdfunded, so um, I also didn't intimately follow the, the Zach trials. Um, but that that inherently validates that says that not only do people not care that this happened, but it's okay that that was happening and the lie is not important as much as the cause was important and that's frightening yeah. man that's really frightening kyle but, i mean what 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 is the cause though sorry go, go on. Ma- making i don't kyle i don't know what what's what do you think their cause is i i don't know it, it's disturbing and it, i guess it brings to light this the concept of being tried in the court of public opinion and there's, it's like Jim says, there's no real appeal process there, is there? No. It's it's disturbing that they can wield that much power knowingly doing what they're doing and basically get away scot-free with it. Yeah. Right? That's that's the really, that, it's, it's, it's sad. I mean, it's, it's, the, it, it is, it's depressing that, you know, and it could happen to anybody. It could happen to you. It could happen to me. It's happened to Jim. It I wonder, though, Bert, at least, <laughs> no, no, it's not going to happen to Bert. <laughs> um, I do wonder, because this article had information collected over a period of four years, which right. I can do basic math. That's COVID when people were fucking insane because they had limited social interaction, right? They had their own right. political stance, on what was happening globally and they had no outlet for it so a lot of anger and frustration was presented there also and uh we're not gonna get into the covid battle because i like jim (laughs) 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 But, but but also you know with the evolution at least here in the states and i don't know i've seen some of the the Israel Palestine stuff that's going on in the UK. And there is indication that there's at least some groundswell that dovetails with what I'm about to say. There's a group of population and it is a significant group of population that is almost more forgiving than they need to be when it comes to, ignoring the things that are said ignoring the lies saying no it's innocent until proven guilty because it's the backswing of the pendulum i think the pendulum was is or was at maximum extent and things are starting to lose their power and again this article references stuff that was collected over four years ago um i don't know that cancel culture is as powerful as it was even two years ago if that makes any sense. Right. And that's, and it's because of the devaluation of certain, of certain terms in our language, harassment being one that Jim brought up. It, it doesn't have the, the, it doesn't carry the weight that it used to because it's been bandied about so much. Right. You call um, me a racist today versus calling me a racist 10 years ago. It means a totally different thing. Yeah. And it's, and it's, you know, the, this whole article is it's describing rabble rousing. We're, we're, we're going to, we're going to rally the mob get the villagers with their torches and their pitchforks 
and we're going to storm the castle, even if whatever's going on inside the castle is com- is you know that there's no reason to do so. Bert, where are you? Your at? Frankenstein is in another castle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Frankenstein's <laughs> in another castle. This one's empty, but we're going to burn it down anyway. It makes me super happy to not be uh, <laughs> on Twitter and not not be out there where, but. It's like the lawless days of the Wild West. Anybody can say anything, you know, they want to try to get somebody canceled. And if they have a big enough voice, if my gang's bigger than your gang, then you're going to lose. And that's, yeah. yeah. I mean, there should be some sort of consequence. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I'm not a huge guy advocating for, you know, regulation and, you know, uh, legal consequences, but there should be something. Well, I mean, there's there's defamation and libel and slander and all those sorts of things. Related to defamation and libel and, and those sort of things, this article was taken down, possibly for intimidation, probably for intimidation reasons. We don't know. But we don't know. Yeah. Uh, that's Ryan guessing, right? Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Uh, it seems like that crew has adopted this as the standard modus operandi, right? Um, Jim, where do we go from here? What do we want the folks that are sympathetic towards our perspective and that have a fucking brain cell to take away from this travesty? But what breaks my heart and makes me regret a little bit making this public is a lot of people have messaged me privately saying you know i was going to create games but now i've seen what the what this is like hmm. I, I i don't want to get in the middle of that i don't want to get attacked i don't want to get treated like this i'm just gonna i'm not gonna do it and that's sad because we need more loaded word but normal people making making good stuff we need more people making good stuff that's what i absolutely do not get about these people's mindset i like helping people become game designers i like helping people get things published i like giving people advice and mentoring them and giving them tutelage as far as i'm concerned a rising tide lifts all ships so their crab in a bucket mentality is just completely alien to me right um so what i would want to say to people is don't let this put you off. We need more people, normal people, <laughs> sane people, uh, level-headed people out there making making good stuff and do it. I, I will help you <laughs> to the best of my ability. And there are plenty of other people in the hobby who will help you, who will go out of their way to to assist you. So don't be put off. And I think those of us who have weathered these storms in, in the past and who are creators in the community who aren't insane and aren't bastards. We need to support each other more because these people support each other. They have their, their little clicks and everything. I don't want to do what they do because that's monstrous, but we need to support each other, promote each other, uh, talk to each other and have our own, um, I'm going to use the word community standards that we hold to that are better than what they do. We need to be better people. And it's not that difficult. The bar is low. (laughs) It is very low. Pretty low. Final thoughts, Bert? 
not being, you know, part of a, a big part of the internet culture outside of this podcast. Hey, there are people like that. that aspire to become Bert's. Uh, just remember that <laughs> Berting is a verb now in yeah. the OSR. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the thing that, uh, the, that I think hurts me uh, about all of this is it's turning people away from the hobby. They are people who are never going to create a game that I might be able to enjoy in the future because of all this nonsense. So, I, and it's not nonsense for the people who are victims of it or for the people who are, um, for the people who were hurt by it or lost their jobs and their livelihoods. But I mean, what can I say? Do better people. Kyle, anything before we wrap up? When I was young and I'm certain that you probably all heard this too. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. But in this case, the words are hurting people they're they're just it's literally destroying some people's lives and in some cases causing some of them to want to end their own lives right so i think what it really comes down to is if if we're looking for some sort of solution and i don't know that there's one to be had um but i would piggyback off of what jim said uh it it's it requires bravery it requires our community in quotation marks to back each other up when it's warranted to ask for proof to we we want to see the receipts i would rather is made i'd rather give the benefit of the doubt and be wrong for doing so innocent until proven guilty and and that's that's a big thing for me now i will say this if i got caught and as a target for this sort of thing i don't and, and this is a hard admission for me i don't know that i'm principled enough that i could stand against it i mean it's it's especially it's like jim said i've i've got a family you know they rely on me that's it's a tough thing for me to talk about to be 100 percent honest that i i don't know that i have the moral backbone no, and, and it's to do it. I don't even think that that's, you know, or, or cowardly or anything. It's a tough decision and the clearest path, right? Path of least resistance yeah. is you don't exist online anymore. It's it's not cowardice. It's just a, it's a moment of self-examination right now that I'm not particularly comfortable with. <laughs> well. uh, there's more room out here in the woods, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I'd like I'd like to think I could. I'd like to think I could. And you won't know unless you're in that position, right? Uh, and um, I hope it never happens again to anybody. But I'm going to give Jim the final word. But before I do that, I want to remind everybody that we do have some Checkmark Heroes. Plural. Plural. The plural this week because we've got the big daddy Cinnamander who just released the Navarro Knight. Check it out. I uh, want to give Cinnamander a follow at C-Y-N-N-A-M-A-N-D-E-R on the Twitter machine formerly known as X. Also this week we have the Ultra TT, Ultra American TTRPG or you can give him a follow at Ultra TTRPG or E-R that is uh, on Twitter. 
Um, Checkmark heroes are infinitely important because they allow the NerdCognito Twitter account to maintain that big blue checkmark. Hey, it's up to 16 bucks now if you want the full package deal. And that blue checkmark gives us higher visibility and makes sure that everybody sees our stuff so more and more people can join the NerdCognito Nation. It's a small donation, anywhere from $2 to whatever you want, and I will sing for you. So thank you again, again, again to all of our folks that choose to be a Checkmark Hero. All right, Jim, final thoughts. Look, we referenced Jerry Springer twice today, but (laughs) I, I really do want to give the floor to you because you've lived it, you've survived it. And the hobby is better because of your perspective. So no pressure, <laughs> but but it, you know I have immense respect and value for the things that you say. So it's all yours, my friend. Yeah, no pressure. Right. No pressure. Um, but we can edit. Well, right? We edit. <laughs> <laughs> what 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 more can I say? Really, I I hope this brings change. I, I don't think it will, unfortunately. I don't think it will either, and that's sad. No, but it's it's changed me. I feel validated. You know, there's uh-huh. there's moments when you're in the eye of this sort of storm where you start doubting yourself. You know, am I evil? Did I do something wrong? Because yeah, you you're getting it from all sides. Um, so I I think we just we just need to be that that change that's the way things do change is when individuals you know decide that they are going to make things different that they are going to be better um and then eventually other individuals join and and it builds up so i'm going to redouble my efforts to be reasonable and to help people um in in the industry in the hobby and i hope other people will will follow that lead i think that's well said uh i i I know that there's an instinct and there's this feeling and I am going to admit it. I had it when I first read the article. Well, the only way to beat them is to then to, you know, if they're using these tactics, we have to use these. And that's the wrong, wrong thing. In my opinion, Um, we've said it multiple times, even before this, we know that our corner of the hobby needs to improve in support. We need to match the fervor that they have to support each other. Um, and this is just another uh, piece of evidence that at least we know, A, we're not crazy. It does happen, and these people are not above using these tactics. And B, the only way we can counter them is by having an authentic and real level of support for our, I'll say it now, community as well. And um, we can't, in this case beat them by sinking to their level so this has been uh an interesting eye-opening week uh without a doubt um the hobby and the people in it never seem to disappoint no matter what side they're coming from that's for sure Uh, i want to remind you of a couple of things 
please, please, please take a moment to ensure that at the podcast provider you are listening to right now, you are subscribed. That is critically important for us. That means that you will get this, the big show, every Tuesday delivered to the device of your choice. Doesn't matter where you subscribe. It could be Apple Podcasts. It could be Amazon. It could be, uh, I was going to say Google, but they're going away. All the major podcast providers that are out there, you can find us. Just search Nerd Cognito and hit subscribe. If you're on a couple, subscribe in a couple. I'm not opposed to that either. While you're on the subscription train, make sure you also go to YouTube and subscribe to our infant YouTube channel at Nerd Cognito. Well, that's about it. I'm kind of spent after today, don't you guys think? <laughs> uh, I agree with you. Yeah, it, it's, yeah. it was... Uh, um, Pretty intense today, so I think now is a good time to wrap it up. Uh, my name is Ryan David. I want to thank you for tuning in. Of course, we were joined this week by the illustrious Grim Jim. We'll see you, Jim. Thanks for stopping by this week. You're welcome. And uh, I, as always, was joined by Kyle and Bert, and we will talk at you next week. Be safe out there, everybody. Nerd! If you like, like, like this podcast, like, hit like, like.